Well, hello everybody. Welcome to season two, episode twenty-nine. It's the Baggies broadcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah. I'm here with a very happy, in fact, a delighted young man. Um, since he's been in the office this morning, it's like it's like a five-year-old who's had eight sherbet dips bouncing around the office. It is West Bromwich Albion correspondent, Mr. Matthew Wilson. Hello, Nathan. <laughs> How's it going? I mean, I don't know why you're so 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 happy. I don't know. If, I mean, for some reason, um, I, I got to work pretty early today. You did, yeah. Um, Bounding. I found, Bounding yeah, I found myself just speeding along the motorway, eager to get into work. But, but, but at the speed limit, though. Maybe maybe the 10% plus 2 threshold, nothing nothing over than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if any law enforcement are listening, it was um, it was very much within the realms of okay. what is legal Yes. Uh, on the M6. But, um, yeah, I just was quite eager to get in. There's a few... A few people who support a certain club on the, on the sports desk due in this morning. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, it was... Uh, no, I mean, all jokes aside, very enjoyable weekend. You, so, you, let's say, OK, so, you, so you've had the game, which obviously we're going to talk about in depth. Uh, you get back home at what, about 8 o'clock, 7.45, 8 o'clock-ish? Do you yeah, I got back... Time? I actually got back about half eight because um, I had to go to the family shop on the way oh, home, <laughs> which wasn't great. Straight back to reality then. Yeah, well... For some reason, my missus doesn't realise that I've got a, a massive two-page spread to write <laughs> before right. I go to bed right. on a Saturday. But, but if you bring that up with her, and you say, well, come on, I've been, I've been, I've been ten hours out today. Can you not just nip to the... Sh-? You, it's not going to go down well. No. It's not going to go down well. No. You, just, you just take your medicine. You, you get back home, you, you sit back, forget about the rat race of the championship. You just concentrate on the result. What do you do? Do, do, do you smoke a cigar? Do you like a cigar? Do you have a glass of red? What, what do you do? And so the reason I agreed to do the family shop is that it enabled me to get a couple of ales in just, nice. to have, just so I could have a celebratory drink whilst I was typing up the, uh, the analysis. Any, um, any, any specific um, a drink? Um, I think Any sponsor want to send some some free alcohol across? Who uh, might be listening in? I think it was Hobgoblin. To be Hobgoblin, oh, very nice, excellent. It's one of the cheapest ones. Yeah, in Audi. <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah, so that was my mad Saturday night. Um, I'm sure a lot of Albion fans were having a much better Saturday night than I was. Look, West Brom uh, two, Villa nil. I mean, compared to like derbies gone by, I mean, this was this was pretty pretty relaxed and comfortable, wasn't it? Unbelievable, really. Was Not the... what me and you thought. No, I mean, I suppose in hindsight, obviously Villa are at a very low ebb at the moment um, and they haven't recovered from losing Jack Grealish. So in hindsight, perhaps this was a this was always on the cards. But yeah, before the game, I think both me and you had a, had a feeling that Villa might just might pull something out of the bag, mainly because... Um, I was just expecting them to turn the corner at well, some I, point. Yeah, I just, I just felt like they're, they're home, not very good. Their home crowd and 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 also, the, you know, they, they had to get something going. And yeah. I thought, obviously, Gale's a big miss. I just felt mm-hmm. like it might be a tough afternoon mm-hmm. for Albion. But this is the first time since 1984 that that Albion have beaten Villa by two clear goals or more. 1984. That wow. so that that goes to show how comfortable it was, and and and, and you know that's so it's the first time it's happened in my lifetime. Unbelievable, really. Um, and yeah, it was comfortable. I mean, was, 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 were you nervous at any point in that game? Or could Neil Neil and first, a couple of chances? First fifteen minutes, yeah. I actually thought Villa were on top. Um, I thought they came out. I thought they got out the starting blocks quicker. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they had the big chance for Tammy Abraham that um, Sam Johnson did well to yeah. um, to, sna- to snaffle at his feet. Really good save from him. And, and you know, Sam Johnston's performance um, compared to Lovro Kalinic's. Probably had a lot of the uh, Villa fans, you know, pretty green with envy mm. because Johnson, of course, kept 22, 23 clean sheets for yeah, them last season, for them, yeah. and he was massive for them. And, and not hit the heights with Albion yet, but but this could this could be a turning point for him. There's a big game that, isn't it? Um, I, I think it's. I think he's. That's probably a bit unfair to say okay. he's not hit the heights. He's he's been pretty decent shot stopper all season. And okay, he didn't start great. Um, and in the sort of first half a dozen games with long, a few long range efforts went mm-hmm. in but by and large the majority of his shot stopping has been good he's been a bit susceptible to the high ball and a bit susceptible to his, his um, distribution hasn't always been spot on although I've got a lot of sympathy with him for that because he's been asked to play that way okay. um, and he looked a lot more comfortable with crosses into the box on Saturday as well which is really good to see um, it was a really good performance from, by him I, I wouldn't say it was a turning point because I, I don't think he's been as bad as perhaps people have, mm-hmm. have, have thought mm-hmm. 
and you know you just have to compare him to to Kalinic yeah. on Saturday to 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 show that. Um, I think Kalinic cost about roughly the same, didn't he? Yeah, he was six million. Yeah, he was six million as well. So look, I but it was a good performance. You know, he made two really important saves, mm. um, and that's five clean sheets in his last ten games now. So he, he, he's keeping a clean sheet every other game, and it, at the start of the season. They weren't coming. It wasn't necessarily his fault. It was more to do with the style of play and, mm-hmm. and the way that Albion was set up. Um, that's why the, 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 he was leaking goals. But um, yeah, I think he's been. I think he has improved though. Um, and, and maybe it has something to do with Gary Walsh coming in, who obviously he worked with at Villa last season. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but from front to back, they were they, mm. they were superb. I thought. Um, who, who would you say uh, were your star performers? Maybe Johnson being one of them. Who who else really? Came to the fore on on Saturday. Were you really impressed with? Well, I tell you, I thought Rodriguez because he ran all day. He got his goal a bit a bit fortunate with mm-hmm. deflection, mm-hmm. but he ran all day. Um, did a number of different jobs. You know, he was uh, up front and as a as a false nine. He was out wide. Then he went back up front in a, as a as a target man when it was five when, it, when they went to five four one to see the game out. And I just thought I just thought his his running was. Um, exemplary mm-hmm. and it, that also contrasted slightly to Tammy Abraham who started brightly first 10-15 minutes he looked really dangerous lots of balls were hitting his chest and, yeah. but then he faded and he and his body language towards the end of the game wasn't very good mm-hmm. so whereas Rodriguez there was a few times where he was running the channels and the balls were over here and he was it, it was you a, a different player may have thrown his air hands up in the air in frustration but he's yeah. got on with it and knuckled yeah. down and, and I think Rodriguez you know, obviously, there's been a lot of talk this year about Dwight Gale. I mean, he is. Um, you give Gale one chance, he'll stick it away. Mm. Rodriguez is not necessarily as clinical as that, but I think he's a really hugely important player for the team because he's such a steady Eddie. Um, he's the only outfield player that started every game mm. um, this this season in the league, and there's only been 15 players in the division that have done that. Rodriguez is one of them. It's quite unusual for a striker to do that. You know, when he arrived at Albion, there was he had a, this quite unfair reputation of being injury prone, but he's the opposite of that now. He's yeah. Mister Dependable. He yeah. he will play every single game, and and let's not forget he played forty five minutes the other, the other night in the uh, in the FA sure. Cup as well. So his fitness levels are fantastic. I mean, he just goes f- forever, and mm. he's never mm. rested. I mean, I'm saying that I bet he'll probably be rested tomorrow. Although actually, with Gale suspended, they probably can't afford to. But I just thought he maybe not so much his goal, but he deserves a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, the back four were, were immense, pretty much all of them, yeah. to a man. Holgate probably stood out, I'd say. Um, Which is good, because we a couple of maybe different things, a little bit silly, maybe some of the tackles he's flying into, so it's good that he got he, he had a really yeah. good, solid performance. I wasn't, I wasn't massively impressed with him against Forrest. Um, so they still had a bit of a, a skirmish with Abraham. Yeah, early doors he yeah. did, yeah. He got, and that, that was what really impressed me about Holgate's performance. He got a yellow card in the first half mm. um, for, I think it was a mistimed tackle on Andre Green. And I thought, oh no, here we go. I mean, this is going to be a long afternoon for him. But it really wasn't. And after that, it was such a disciplined and professional performance from him defensively, mm-hmm. which I, I haven't... I've seen him go forward quite well. Yeah. Um, but I thought defensively he was brilliant. And obviously he he, he crosses the ball for Robson Carnu for the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, a great goal from Robson Carnu. And um, I've had his song in my head all, all, <laughs> week, all weekend because it was it was a ditty of choice on, on Saturday. But... Yeah. Um, you know, he drags himself off the treatment table, gets his goal, and then obviously has to go off at half time. Um, but I thought Robson Kiner was brilliant first half, and I also thought Sam Field was fantastic mm-hmm. second half. The way he came in at half time to a tricky situation, yeah, it was going to be backs against the walls. Yeah, they, they knew they had to sit in, but the way that he played with maturity, I thought was fantastic second half because it could he could have been overawed by the situation. Um, and then I think. You have to mention, if you're going to talk about academy players, with mm-hmm. Kim Harper, mm-hmm. and also Gareth Barry on his return to the yeah. park was just a class act, and he continues to be one of Albion's most important players. Let's go back to Robson Carnage just, just just for a second. I mean, we, we just we had a bit of a chat this morning um, as you came in, how important he is, and, and someone who, like you say, dragged himself off the treatment table. That's a huge, huge goal to start off and just to quieten down Villa Park. And like I say, for value for money, and I say value for money when they pay nothing for him, of course they've got to pay his wages, but he's he's invaluable, isn't he, really? Yeah, I think he... He gets a lot of stick at times. He gets a lot of stick, and I think... um, And I think, you know, he isn't... 
he isn't always the best in front of goal. He doesn't give. He hasn't scored as as many goals as you'd want him to in terms of volume of mm-hmm. goals. Um, when he does score them, they're normally pretty spectacular. But he'd be the first one to say he hasn't got all the ability in the world, though, won't he? I think. Yeah, I think what what you, the way you got to look at Robson Carno is for somebody who, as you say, doesn't have all the talent in the world, mm-hmm. doesn't have all the ability. He works his bollocks mm-hmm. off. I mean, and he makes the most out of that talent and that ability that he does have um, and I think that is that is something that can that can be celebrated mm-hmm. you know when a player uh, fulfills or goes beyond their potential yeah. and I think Robson Carney probably does do that um, just through the sheer work mm-hmm. ethic I mean somebody you could probably compare him to means might be John McGinn who I was really impressed with on, on Saturday yeah, he's just got slow play who probably. just through sheer will mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. um and determination makes things happen, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, of course, McGinn's a talented player as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you saw that from his from yeah, that cracking course. goal he scored. But I think Robson Carney who's almost up there. He he he's always a hundred hundred percent. You know, he's always um, he's always battling. I mean, sometimes he's he's slightly guilty of holding onto the ball too often, uh, occasionally. But he normally wins you a free kick. And yeah. I just I, I just think he, you know. It's funny because he's 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 a, at one time he's a cult hero, mm-hmm. but at the other time he's also derided by fans. Mm-hmm. It's a funny sort of dynamic he's got, really. But sure. um, I think that it was a, it was a for him to come back from injury, mm. score that goal, and then obviously have to go off again. At 40, mm. I mean, what a, what a forty five minutes yeah. he's given you there. Can't knock that, yeah. So in, in a in a massive game. So yeah, I just I just think he's he's the fact that he gives you everything. Mm. Um, I know. People will say, "Well, that's the least you should expect from players because they get paid all this money." The least oh, you some sh- of them don't. Plenty of them don't. The least you should expect is is, is hard work and yeah. effort. Um, I, I I agree with that to a certain extent, but I think with Robson Carnu, he he does, you know, um, almost he's almost greater than the sum of his own parts. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. he delivers more than his own ability yeah. should. Yeah, Sam Field, like you say, came on at half time. Superb display um, and great that that. Um, you know, in, in, a, in a big, big stage that, he, that Darren Moore trusted him and he, and he did exactly what, what Darren Moore asked. Was that was that a risky, risky substitution? I know he had to make the substitution, but to bring Field on and maybe invite more pressure? Um, because if it had gone wrong, I'm sure the criticism would have been would have been really at Moore's door. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Had Villa taken one of their chances and made it nervy, then... Um, you could have said, well, you've, you've invited them on. Mm. Um, but... I, I, I think it shows actually what more where more ranks Sam Field now. Mm-hmm. Um, he trusts him, yeah. you know, because yeah. the options he had on the bench were Houlihan, mm-hmm. who very experienced player, mm-hmm. um, but will he give you that um, great on the ball? But will he give you that sort of defensive um, bite, and bite and that and, and, you know mm-hmm. Sam Field snaps into tackles and, and defended resolutely? Jefferson Montero. a bit of a tricky winger, yeah. probably not the right time to bring mm-hmm. him on. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think it, I think it just more shows that actually what 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 Albion did and what Darren Moore did at the weekend was you know without an array of attacking talent at their disposal you know you think about you go back to the start of the season when they were scoring goals for fun they mm-hmm. had um, the Fab Four was Rodriguez Phillips Barnes uh, and Gale and mm-hmm. he didn't have three of those mm-hmm. he also didn't have James Morrison mm-hmm. um, he also had Harrods and Carnu limped off at yeah. half time yeah. so you were without five attackers there which are quite important. Um, and so what he did is he managed the situation and found a way to win. Mm-hmm. Now, it may not be the way that he necessarily wants to play or the way that Graham Jones necessarily wants to play, but with this uh, free-flowing, attacking, passing football, yeah. and they only had 37% possession. But once they had that 2-0 lead away from home in a derby, oh, I don't. I, I think it's Absolutely. fair enough for them to sit back yeah. on it and... and, and um, and see the game out. Look, the, the important thing is it, it worked. Mm-hmm. They got the clean sheet. Mm-hmm. They got the win. Um, as I said earlier, it's the first time since 1984 that they've mm. won by two two or more goals against Villa. So you can't really complain. But yes, I do take your point that had Villa come back yeah. and scored one and then another, then you could say, well, you haven't given yourself um, enough of a chance to put the game to bed. Mm-hmm. That being said, you've got options if you needed to change. That it again. being said, yeah, he did have he did have then have Montero mm-hmm. on the bench. He could have brought him on, mm-hmm. and if if actually we need to get a third, mm-hmm. um, and also um, Harper's direct for the first sort of 
15 minutes of the second half, Harper's direct runs from as, as a false nine yeah. um, nearly paid off uh, on the counter-attack because he, he slipped Jay Rodriguez through and it was a marginal call for offside. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't really seen that. I have not seen a replay of that. Um, but from where I was, and I was along the lines, it didn't look, it looked pretty close. I mean, Rodriguez didn't really complain, so maybe he did stray offside. Yeah. But he stuck the ball in the net there. So um, it, ne- it nearly, you know, the plan to hit them on the break actually did nearly mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Last 15 minutes, okay, they, they sat in 5 4 1. No, dug in but no, look yeah. you're 2-0 up away from home at Villa Park I, I think that's fair enough I don't think you can complain too much what was, uh, what was Gareth Barry's reception like? yeah he got a good reception I mean there was a, a, a tiny tiny smattering of boos from a few fans but the majority of Villa fans mm. gave him a big round of applause not only when his name was read out but also when he went off when he was substituted off and, I, and we spoke to him afterwards and I think he was pretty I think he was I mean for he doesn't really give much away Gareth Barry uh, ever um, and you know his teammates will tell you that he, he's quite a quiet um, yeah. just gets on with it um, sort of chap but he did seem a bit I don't know I don't I've maybe moved as a bit as a bit strong but he did seem to appreciate that mm. um, because he said you know this might be the last time I ever come back to the park yeah and he spent 12 years there sure. he was captain there and he said you know it was a bit odd being captain of Albion and leaving them out at, on this ground but once the game gets going, you just get on with it. And yeah. you know, he's he's shown his professionalism this season after, you know, obviously what was, was a poor season last year. But um Well there's a nice piece on, on the Express Star website today with um saying that, you know, he didn't want to run away after the, after relegation. He spoke very nicely to you. Yeah, he basically said, Look, we want to right the wrongs of last season and, and there's a few players in the in the squad that wanna do that. I mean Someone finished business. Yeah, I think Barry, um look, there is also a case that there was a, there was a contract that he could have um, he could have triggered the, the extension and, and he did so um, but he could have also walked away I mean mm-hmm. he's made a lot of money from the game I'm mm-hmm. sure um, I'm sure he could have walked away if he if he, if he really wanted to mm-hmm. so I, I do I do actually believe what, what he's saying there I think he did want to right the wrongs of last season um, and there are probably a few others as well that wanted to do that I think if you get the impression Jay Rodriguez wants mm-hmm. to do that as well um, although you know Rodriguez actually wasn't wasn't really at fault for much last season. He was, it was, it was other people. But um, there, there are a few players there that, that that I think genuinely do want to do that. Um, Livermore's probably another one. So um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was nice to speak to him afterwards. And um, he gave a great line about um, previously being booed at Villa Park when he said, oh, "I know deep down they love me." Yeah. And my uh, my family always used to t- say to me, uh, "The bigger the boos, the bigger the player," which <laughs> I thought was brilliant. So uh, yeah, it was. It, I thought. But he is now one of Albion's most important players, if sure. not their most important player, because when he plays at the base of midfield, they look, they look a class act. An important player who wasn't available uh, due to a two-game suspension was Dwight Gale. Uh, the the inverted commas dive now, or we maybe maybe we can we can take the inverted commas off. Um, look, I think we can take the inverted commas off. <laughs> it's uh, got the point though. The, the, uh, one game with him now, they've got three points. If we go to QPR, I mean, it sounds, you know, that point could be massive. It could be. Job done so far. I mean, the funny thing is, um, the, <laughs> the funny thing is is that obviously everybody has to be seen to um, to chastise diving in, in the game. You know, even Darren Moore, even though he gave quite a passionate defensive gale, um, he just said, look, we don't condone diving. Nobody does. But I bet you in every, in every dressing room, yeah, um, their players will be told that if you feel contact go yeah, down yeah, yeah, and I bet you after the game um, There's a little in, pat that, the back in that side. dressing room there might have been like a yeah. I mean that was a bit of a yeah, bit yeah, of a yeah. dodgy one sure. uh, Dwight but you've got us out of jail there um, I mean I didn't think at the time that he would get suspended honestly I didn't, I didn't even think about it I didn't think it was an issue but obviously you know they've, they've seen it and we've talked about that before and and you know maybe he's lucky maybe he's a bit unlucky it depends whether there's going to be a consistency there but so far, so good in the fact that one more game to go and then you could have a Dwight Gale ready to go, hungry for that massive game against Sheffield United. Yeah, that's the one way of looking at it. I mean, look, I don't want to see players diving. I, you know, it is cheating. Um, but um, I thought Darren Moore's defence for, for Gale had, had a few holes in it in the sense that he was he called for consistency from the mm. FA, which is fair enough. And I, and I do wonder if, if um, that game wasn't on TV, whether it would have been picked up. It's 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 a it's a valid question I think um, because it, it does seem to be, you know, it was caught by the Sky cameras. 
all of a sudden you've got loads of pundits and everyone saying, oh, that's a dive, that's a dive. Mm-hmm. How shocking. He should be banned, he should be banned. The FA then go, oh, we better look at this. Oh, yeah, it, sure. was, it was a dive, let's yeah. ban him. If it happened at 3pm on a Saturday, would he have would he have been banned? I'm not sure. But we don't know. Mm-hmm. We're doing hypotheticals. He can't really complain about the ban. You know, mm-hmm. I saw a, a, quite a good analogy um, online, which was like, yeah, but if you get if you get fined for speeding, you don't say yeah. But what about all the other speeders that don't get fined? You know, if you mm-hmm. do if you do if you do the crime, you have to be prepared to do the time. So, um, yeah, you can't really have any complaints. Um, and so, but Moore's defence of him was sort of like, oh yeah, we've had two incidents that have not been that have not been picked up. Yeah. Um, in relation to um, uh, Lewis Grabham's challenge on Mason Holgate mm-hmm. in the same game and Florent Andone's elbow on Sam Field. Now, the Andone elbow on Sam Field was picked up by the FA. They, they charged him afterwards. Yeah. The Grabham one, that's a valid argument. I mean, I actually didn't think he caught him, but apparently he did. Um, Holgate is adamant he caught him um, and, and Darren Moore was as well. So if he's caught him, that is a red card and that should have been and even if it's not picked up by the referee, he should be charged afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I, that, there is there is a fair point there, but um, yeah, I, th- th- it did get to a stage before on, on Friday when his press conference where it, he was defending the player. I think just to just to defend him really, because um, it, it let's not let's be honest, it was a dive from yeah. Dwight Gale. But like you say, if they beat QPR and he comes back and scores mm. against Sheffield United. It's worked out. <laughs> it's worked out, hasn't it? But much, yeah, uh, how were the fans? On Saturday, yeah. boisterous. I think would be the uh, the phrase. Yeah, um, loving it. Of course they were. I yeah. mean, to go to Villa Park and, and win in the end comfortably as that is, mm-hmm. is is what dreams are made of, isn't it? Really. Absolutely. Um, and I know I wrote in today's paper that in some ways you can almost forget the promotion race and and you know the the attempted shift in the, in in style mm. and, and this in this attempted culture change that Darren Moore's trying to affect at the club and and, yeah. and actually just just enjoy and savor sure. this this win because you know when it's wins like this don't always happen mm. against your rivals and you know sometimes it actually it's better rather than just looking about oh what does this mean for x y z mm. just savor the moment and enjoy it for what it is which is a which is a chance to to um, I suppose for some people gloat over their rivals and yeah. I suppose for, for other people just uh, you know a memorable away victory mm-hmm. uh, should we take some questions from the people go on then uh, Baggies fans plenty there's 40 plus so we might not get through all of them in fact we won't but um, if I haven't I apologise we will, we will try and get to them next week uh, Paul Chappell Following the Preston goalkeeper faking injury at the weekend to stop a Forest goal and the Donny player faking a facial injury to pretend the ball hadn't hit his arm, do you think the EFL have made a rod for their own backs with the Gale decision? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think that was the point that, that everyone at Albion sort of um, made is that actually, of course, yeah, okay, on, we've, we've, we've been, we're bound to rights here. Mm-hmm. Gale's, Gale, Gale did dive, but we just want some consistency from the FA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Paul's spot on there. Um, if they're going to look at one instant, they need to look at them all, and not just not just for TV games. Um, quite seen a lot of people asking about uh, Raheem Harper's contract. So um, there will be David Guest. There's a few others. As an well, update of sorts on Raheem Harper's contract um, in tomorrow's paper. So I can't say okay. too I can't say too much, but mm-hmm. um, obviously it's something that needs to be. Um, Sorted out. Mm-hmm. He's out of he's out of contract in the summer now. Even if he leaves, Albion will get compensation because sure. he. Is, Do we know what kind of kind of money? I mean, I know that has I, to be tribunal. I don't know because it will be done by a tribunal, and there'll be a lot of things that we take into account. How much time and effort Albion have put into into Harper? Now it's ten years because mm-hmm. he's been at the club since he was eight. Mm-hmm. Um, also, how much his his market value is worth now? Danny Ings. The compensation was six and a half million, but. The market has only gone one way since then. You know, players are increasingly worth a lot more amount, a lot amount more of money, mm-hmm. especially young players with potential. Play, you know, you increasingly see teenagers go for big money these days because um, clubs buy potential rather than proven ability these days. Um, but obviously, Raheem Harper is, is, is currently a Championship player. There's not, I mean, I I think he's got the tools that, if he's developed correctly to become a Premier League player. But obviously, at the moment, he is currently a Championship player. So. I, I wouldn't like to put a figure on it. Um, that that's down to people with a lot more insight than me to uh, to determine. Um, 
But, you know, everyone at Albion is 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 desperate for him to sign and they're keen to get it over the line and, and um look, Premier League football would help that as well, I guess. Well, I think I think it's pretty obvious what's going on. You know, the longer Harper and his agent wait, mm-hmm. the more value, the higher his his worth goes up. You know, he's now started eight of the last of the last nine mm-hmm. games. So the, the the contract offer that would would have been on the table in January For would sure. have would have been uh, on par with perhaps say Carl Edwards mm-hmm. or Jonathan Lico mm-hmm. or maybe even Sam Field um, or maybe just below that. Mm-hmm. Whereas now he can say, "Well, I'm I'm in your starting eleven. Yeah. People can say, "I'm in your starting eleven. Yeah. You're picking me every game. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm now uh, I should now get a first eleven salary rather than a, a, an academy. You know, a, 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 what you would deem a, a lesser salary. Look with you with, with the youth he's got and, and and the future he's got potentially. You could have a lot of other clubs who were contacting that agent saying, "Well, we're going to offer him 20 grand a week here." I'm sure there are. I'm sure there it's are. It's difficult, and you could understand. What, I can understand why they've got away. Yeah. I, I don't have any problems with Raheem Harper doing that. Yeah. Um, but again, from an Albion point of view, they want it. They want it done and dusted as soon as possible. Yeah. Well, they they need to get it's the it nature out. of football. They need to get it done. Um, look, he's not going to go. He, he, is this guy? Is this guy special to you? Do you think he is special? Yes. I think he I think he needs work on a few things. He seems to tire towards the end of the games and, and for some reason he doesn't get substituted off. I think maybe because of his legs, his, his youthful energy and you've got Gareth Barry there who you probably want to rest and save more. Um, so I can understand that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is, he's, he's I mean, I, I spoke to him after the game on, on Saturday because he's from Aston so mm-hmm. he was, uh, <laughs> he was loving it. But um, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, I'm six foot, and he, mm. he towered over me. He's mm. about six foot three, I'd say, and he's built as well. I mean, he's he's, he's he is an imposing figure, mm-hmm. um, and the way he strides forward with the ball, he doesn't look like he's going fast, but he is. Yeah, he's deceptive. Yeah, um, he can pick a pass. I mean, that shot he had against Forest, we cracked the bar. Um, mm. He's obviously got a, you know a good shot on him. Um, he his strength on and off the ball is, is exemplary his calmness I think he's got a bright future he needs to learn a little bit off the ball he needs to be a bit better there's a couple of occasions on Saturday we didn't close down the ball we didn't close down Hurahan quickly enough and you're just thinking well in the Premier League or in a bet against a better team they swing that ball in mm-hmm. and someone nods it in or they take a shot and it into them and fl- flies into the top mm-hmm. corner so he needs there are, there are aspects of his of his game that he needs to work on he needs to become a bit fitter as well although he's played a lot of volume of games recently um, but yeah, he's got a bright future ahead of him. I mean, he's only eighteen. Mm. You know, you think about. I think Sam Field, even though he's not played as many games as he would like, looks a better player and a more mature player. I should say now, more rounded. Would you say? Yeah, than he did two years ago mm. when he came. He broke through. Mm. I mean, imagine if Raheem Harper plays con- like regularly for yeah. the next couple of years. He's yeah. going to turn into a into a fantastic player. So. Yeah, he he is a, he's got a bright future ahead of him, um, and I'll be need to get it sorted. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's there's a story in tomorrow's paper, so I can't say too much. But um, yeah, it's an, it's it's an update of sorts. Cool. Okay. Uh, Gale Force Wind asks, when is Matt Phillips back? Good question. Uh, Darren Moore said on Friday that he was uh, facing a late fitness test for Saturday, so hopefully soon. Um, we'll be seen tomorrow night. I think if it was tomorrow night, it'd be bench at best, mm-hmm. but because um, he's had so long out. I mean, it was it was apparently quite a bad ankle injury, but they, they've always said February, mm-hmm. um, and now we're coming towards the end of February. So um, I would hope hope to see him soon. Um, that could be but, huge for the rest. Yeah, but da- I mean, but Darren Moore has 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 also said, look, I'm not, I'm never going to rush anyone back. I'm never going to, I don't, because if you do that, then you risk you risk losing them for longer so mm-hmm. um, look, they're getting by at the moment without him but I think the key the key for the home form could be Phillips coming back I think Phillips or Morrison are capable of producing those little those little moments yeah. that can break down stubborn opposition mm-hmm. um, you know I'll be a different beast away from home to what they are at home mm-hmm. um, when they're faced with, 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 with when they're faced with 10 men behind the ball like Villa were on mm-hmm. Saturday mm-hmm. they're not as as proficient 
And he's kind of an upgrade on Jacob Murphy, right? You would have thought Jacob Murphy would, would, would be the one to make away. Yeah, I thought Murphy did okay on Saturday. I mean, he he needed to pull the trigger earlier a couple, uh, on a couple of occasions when he was sent through. But he did, I, I thought, given his dues, he did quite a disciplined performance in the second okay. half in what was a back-to-the-wall effort. And, you know, he deserves a bit of credit for that, I, I would say. So, um, also, he did need a bit of time to settle in as well. I mean, he's, he, he scored a goal, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think if you're going to pick a starting eleven, you'd have Phillips maybe ahead of Murphy, or maybe even back in that midfield. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you've got quite a few options in there now. Uh, Martin Hutchinson asks, "Do you think the team looks more balanced when playing either Gale or J Rod rather than both together?" Uh, it's an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was there was a there was a period after the Leeds game where Robson Carnu kept Gale out the team, and and I. I was, you know, championing the that that move because it gave Albin a bit of a, a physical presence up front with Robson Carney, who's who's quite good with his back to goal. Mm. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. Gale is Gale is somewhat wasted on the wings in some ways. I mean, he can he can be quite invisible in, in games, but then he he'll pop up with a goal. So it's a balancing act, isn't it? I mean, I don't. I, I'm not sure if they're going to persist with the four-three-three. I think if Gale's fit, you play him because he he get he will score a goal. Give him one chance, he'll score. I don't think you you leave him on the bench. Um, but I, I do understand what he means in the sense that I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Rodriguez and Gale because I think they worked pretty well together at, mm-hmm. at the start of the season when they were playing in a, in a front two. Mm-hmm. I think it's more to do with the fact when Gale's on the wing, he can sometimes drift in and out of games. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they how they get him back into the team. But I imagine with Robson Carney's in, little injury problems, that um, Gale will be back in the team on on, on Saturday. Maybe a controversial take, and this is probably just me. Dwight Gale, if Albion don't go up this year yeah. and they're in the Championship next season, and the opportunity is to sign him on a permanent, yeah, I would say go for it. If the yeah. money's there, go for it. He's going to score a load of goals in the Championship. Hundred percent. If they get to the Premier League. I maybe won't sign him. See, I would. Okay. And the reason I would is because I think he's got this reputation, which is slightly unfair. I think if you look at the amount of games he started, mm-hmm. um, his goal record actually isn't that bad. He's, he's, his, his appearances, it looks bad because he comes off the bench a lot. And he doesn't give you the physical presence that perhaps someone like Rondon would. Mm-hmm. But I think if you if you play to his strengths, and I don't think Albion are playing to his strengths, by the way, at the okay. moment. But okay. if you play to his strengths... And have him as that poacher in the box. I think he'll get you goals, um, regardless of the division. Um, I mean, he's obviously frustrated at the impact he's had in the Premier League, and some some uh, he's drifted in and out of games. But also, he hasn't had the, the chances as well. He probably some unfinished business there for him, isn't there in the Premier League? He's played, I would have thought he's played for some quite defensive teams. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I I think I think he's done enough this season to warrant. I mean, he's he got the best. Goals per minute ratio in the mm-hmm. division. I think he's done enough this season to, to warrant a chance, warrant a, warrant a um a go. If if Newcastle don't want him, then yeah, I, I would I would go for it because I think he he loves the he he seems to really love the club. He seems to be enjoying himself, and I think that goes a long way. Um, and I think if you if you stuck had faith in him, he'd, he'd get you goals. One more one more hypothetical for me. Um, if Albin did start, if Albin did get promoted this season, start in the Premier League, what percentage chance? Has Salomon Rondon got have been in the squad for the first game of next year? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Rondon. <laughs> sorry, I'm just, I'm just quick fire. Rondon, Rondon. Yeah, it's supposed to be. A, I know, I know. I know, I know. Sorry, I'm having tricks. Sorry, sorry. Um, Rondon doesn't have any intention of coming back. Okay. I think he's very taken with Newcastle. It's a very, um, you know, that, I, I just think he's he's quite loved up there. He, I mean, he was quite loved down here to be fair, but. He's, but they could go down. Albion could go up. Yeah, I mean, but I think diff- I think I know what you mean. But hmm. I, I don't. I don't think Newcastle will go down. Um, I think um, I can. I my, the most likely scenario I think in the season is that 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 swap deal is made permanent at the moment. Okay. But things can obviously change quite course, quickly, and you could maybe see Rondon coming back for pre-season at Albion whilst negotiations. Are yeah, yeah, going yeah. on. But I think he he fully he's fully. Separate himself from... He thinks he's, yeah. he's at Newcastle now, and Newcastle want him. So when that's the situation, sometimes it's best to just let them let them go. Okay. Uh, Tom asks, um, has the Wi-Fi in 4G been turned back on in Birmingham yet? Been very quiet. 
Uh, Rob Paddock, uh, what's the problem with our home form lately? I think the number of things. I think um, Albion are playing slightly, slightly different brand of football. They're trying to pass it out from the back a little bit more at home than they are away from home. I don't know if that's because they are because um, they feel obliged to, mm-hmm. or, or whether it's because of the opposition. You know, a lot opponents are coming to the Hawthorns and setting up to be difficult to break down. Middlesbrough, Nottingham Forest both did that, and they both experienced some joy. Add to the fact that Albion gave both those two teams a head start with poor defensive errors that gifted them goals mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's the issue and these these draws have come about because of defensive errors and I still think Albion are their own worst enemies at times I don't think there is actually a team that's better than them in this division um, they made Norwich look pretty ordinary at the Hawthorns but couldn't beat them um, they made Leeds look pretty ordinary um, you know, they beat Sheffield United as well um, they've only lost two out of the last 16 mm-hmm. but I think it's just um, defensive errors and and not and maybe not seeing games out that has cost them at the moment. But there is there does seem to be a slight shift. I mean they are doing that away from home. They just need to they just need to get that home form now. But I think it's it's to do with the opponents setting up. It's to do with the formation four three three, which mm-hmm. might need a tweak at home. But it's also to do with the crowd. I think because when Albion make a mistake away from home, it doesn't nothing. Yeah, you can't hear the groans. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, it's they can bounce back from it. Mm-hmm. But at home, when they make a mistake, and they always seem to at the moment, um, you can hear the groans. You can hear feel the nerves in the stadium, sure. the tension, and then sure, sure. that's understandable because then the, the home form has dipped off slightly. Um, but I don't think that necessarily translates well onto the pitch. And all of a sudden, it's a snowballing effect mm-hmm. and. It's a nervous stadium, mm-hmm. and the, the opposition draw on that, and you get what you get. But look, they've only lost one, one out, of, one at home since um, since Leeds, I think. Um, so it's just too many draws, yeah. and draws kill you in this league. You yeah. have to win games. So if they can become a bit more clinical at home, then they should be able to get over the line. Okay, uh, Dominic Hill um, and RD asking about harbour contracts. So we've discussed that. Uh, Joe Bell, uh, what do you think is a good point total for the next three games? So QPR, Sheffield United and Leeds, what would you take out the next three? What would be a good point total, would you say? Well, curiously, five points might actually be better than six. Explain. If you beat QPR, say you beat QPR, mm-hmm. I would expect, I would hope that I'll be in It's not going to be easy, but I'd mm-hmm. hope. Their away form's brilliant, QPR and a bit of a downward trend. Mm-hmm. Then you can either beat Sheffield United and lose to Leeds or beat Leeds and lose to Sheffield United or you can draw with both of them. Right. So you only get one point less, one point fewer. Pulling both of them back. But they they don't win games. That's an interesting... So in, interesting. A, in, a, in a curious way, five points might be better than six. Oh, the perfect... That, that messes me in my head. That the ideal that. scenario would be... Uh, nine. Nine, obviously. <laughs> no, but seven, I think. If you can get seven, then you're on a roll then, aren't you? Absolutely. They've got seven points at the last nine. Um, if they can get seven, if they can beat QPR tomorrow and then four points from the next two, mm-hmm. that will be fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be easy because they need to fix the home form and Sheffield United are on a bit of a roll at the moment. Leeds have been a bit up and down, a bit mm-hmm. jittery. Mm-hmm. Friday night game at Ellen Road, blah, anything can happen. I think what will, what will probably happen is Albion will, will play like they did a bit at Second Miller Park, half. sit deep, try and hit them on the counter, nick a goal, mm-hmm. try and frustrate them. Um who knows what could happen in that mm-hmm. game. Um, but yeah, seven points is what I'd be targeting. But yeah, like I said, in a curious way, you might actually want five rather than six. All the best with the Wi-Fi at Leeds, by the way. Is it bad? Oh, it's absolutely horrific. One of the worst. One of the worst. So um, not only do they charge fans £39 to go. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. So they can't afford Wi-Fi. Absolutely dreadful. Uh, Matt Harry asks, do you think Chris Brunt has a place in this team? Um, I think he's got a place in the squad. Um, I wouldn't be starting him at the moment. I don't know where he would play. Mm. Maybe on the left-hand side of the midfield three. He's looked quite good there. Much better than when he was doing the holding role that Barry's now doing. Um, but So maybe in the midweek game, if he was fit, because he's actually not fit at the moment, he's not. Mm. He's injured, but if he was fit, maybe in a midweek game or, 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 or off the bench, you could put him there. Um, you know, for example, were he to be fit now, yeah, you could maybe see in the midweek game if you wanted to rest all the big guns, you could put Field, Johansson, Field holding, 
I think I think it deserves that mm-hmm. field holding Johansson at, at right centre mid and uh, Brunt at left centre mid. If Brunt was on the bench on Saturday, would he have been the one to come on for for Ross and Carner? Would you say rather than Field? Probably not. I think Darren Moore's made it very clear, um, and he's admitted it himself to to us in in, in his press conferences that during the injury midfield injury crisis, mm-hmm. Harper and Field have proven themselves, both mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. and now he trusts them a lot more. Um, you know, Harper's in the starting lineup ahead of some some other some other players, some more experienced players, and I think Field as well is 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 doing wonders. I mean, I really was really impressed with his forty five minutes on on sat on Saturday. So, no, maybe not. Bobby B, uh, is Rakim Harper a better prospect than Jack Grealish? Um, I, I think it's a bit early to say that because I do think I do think he's one of the most overrated footballers in the country. Jack Grealish, do you? Yeah, I, really I don't. Do. I mean, you say that, but look at Villa's form since he left. I, I understand that, but it's the championship. I mean, people thinking he's forty, fifty million pound. I mean, I can't see when Spurs making a bid for him this summer that he will be anywhere near the first team. But we'll see. I can only count one hand. I I, th- I think he's I think he's I think what he does very well is he gives the gives an out ball. He looks after the ball. He never loses it. He's mm-hmm. either fouled or he or he creates something. Um, I think he's got a couple of years under his belt, and I think Harper has got nine games under his belt. So I think it's a bit too early to say that. Okay. Uh, last question um, from where is he? Tom Cannon, how did the Albion fans look? How did the Albion fans look when those two goals went in? Do you sometimes wish you were in there too, Matt? <laughs> uh, maybe on Saturday. Back in with the travelling fans. Maybe on Saturday, but look, I can't complain. It's, it was um, it was a great day's work. So yeah, I can't complain too much. Right, excellent. Thank you very much for your questions this week, peeps. Um, look, listening to a lot, and obviously. Been to quite a few games this season, speaking to the fans recently. Everyone's saying, where can they finish this season? Playoffs, 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 playoffs. I'm looking at the fans on Saturday, delighted with the win. Playoffs, 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 playoffs. Why can't they, or can they, finish in the top two, Matt? Could Albion still win this championship? Well, they can. I think Norwich are looking strong. Um, I think Norwich look really strong. I mean, they had a bit of a blip against Preston uh, midweek, but... But but Albion win their game in hand with three points behind Norwich. Yeah, but Norwich have got Norwich have got Norwich difference. have got a very inviting run in. I okay. don't think they play many of the top. Uh, I think they played pretty much all the top, top top sides now. Okay, they've got a very inviting run in, and they are a very well oiled team, and they play really nice fast football. I mean, there was a goal that they scored at the weekend, which was fantastic. So they are, I think, they are strong. Um, but yes, Albion can Albion can win the division. Um, You'll they, know everything in these next three games, right? Would you, would you think? No, I don't think so. If they can so. beat Sheffield United and Leeds. If they can beat Sheffield United and Leeds, then they're in, a, they're in a great position. But I don't think you'll know everything because there's still um, how many games to go? There'll be still maybe a dozen games or is it would be 12 games after that? Uh, five, say 11 games after the next three would be 11 games left. So 11 games after mm-hmm. that. So that's still 33 points sure. to pay, play for. And Albin have got some inviting fixtures you would say mm-hmm. in, in in that run so um, and the integration of, of the likes of you know your Murphys and your Monteros and stuff that they and can Hanson. be embedded in yeah. ready for these next 8-9 games plus the return of your Matt Phillipses and, and, and yeah. people like that it's going to I think they're going to give come right down to the wire honestly I think, I it think will do I think it will do as well I think there are four the last game of the season I think there are four strong teams mm-hmm. in this division I think Leeds, Norwich Sheffield United and Albion are Agreed. the four strong teams Agreed. Um, Middlesbrough are, are holding pace at the moment just about but I don't think they will be there come the end of the season no. so City of Bristol City obviously doing great and Bristol City are doing great they're mm-hmm. on the up but I don't see them sustaining that mm-hmm. level for the rest of the season um, yeah it'll be int- yeah it'll be really interesting to see what happens these next two games are massive mm-hmm. but I don't think they will define because there's nine points at, at stake yeah but let's take the Sheffield United and the Leeds games mm-hmm. um as one, there's six points at stake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, there's 33 points at stake afterwards. Sure. So actually, yes, they're big games. They're huge games because they're six pointers. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it, I don't think it's 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 the be all and end all. Okay. Um, you know, there's just as many points on offer at QPR tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's true. So you've got to look at it like that. But um, I I think they've got a chance. 
I think they've got a chance of finishing top two. Mm-hmm. But I think at the moment you would say Norwich and Leeds are favourites. Okay. Matt, we're giving away a home and an away shirt to a lucky competition winner. And we'll be giving it away tomorrow night at the Queen's Park Rangers game. There's only one bet that you need to win. And of course, to get into that competition, you need to retweet Matt's tweet when he tweets out the podcast this afternoon. If you do that, you will automatically be entered into the draw, which we we shall let the winner know around about 7 o'clock, 45 minutes from game time tomorrow night. All I need from you, Matt, is a score and a first goal scorer. If they come in, then they've won two shirts. At QPR. At QPR. Queen's Park Rangers against West Bromwich Albion. Give me a score, final score, and a first goal scorer. Right, I'll go with 2-1 to the Albion. Yeah. And the first goal scorer Mm -hmm. will be... Um, mm. Mm. Let's go for Jay Rodriguez. Jay Rodriguez. So Jay Rod, because you've got to think without Gabe, he's going to start. So Jay Rod, 2 1 Albion, very much could, could quite easily happen actually. Um, make sure you retweet Matt's tweet and you will be in the hat for a home and away shirt. Great stuff. Right. So, Queen's Park Rangers away. Mm. Um, like you say, more of the same, please. What are you thinking, starting lineup? Obviously, there's quite a short rest. Do you think he'll change it up? I think he will. I think Barry will have to be rested because, I mean, he's 38 on Saturday, mm-hmm. so he can't do three games in a week. And he did. He came even came off the bench at Nottingham Forest, so I think he won't start. I would look if it was me. Mm-hmm. I would look at starting Field in that holding role because okay. I don't think Livermore works there. Okay. Um, I would play Johansson because obviously Johansson didn't play, didn't start the game. Came on off the bench the last four minutes. Mm-hmm. I play Johansson ahead of him, and then I would play either Harper or Livermore as well ahead right. of ahead of them. So who do you think he'll go with? I don't know. Experience? Do you think is it? He might experience? he might go for Livermore just because having Field and Harper in the team, he might think that's a couple of youngsters. But you know those two. Players got Albion over the line against Bolton, sure, so sure. maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll do that. And mm-hmm. Harper played well on Saturday, so I'm not sure. Um, up front, I think it'll be Rodriguez, uh, Murphy, and then if Robson Carney's fit, him. Um, you know, we don't know the extent of his his uh, calf strain mm-hmm. yet. Um, if he's not fit, then it could be we could be looking at Houlihan. We could be looking at um, Montero. We could be looking at um, Harper as a number, as a false nine, right? And Livermore as a midfielder. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Mm. I mean, obviously, then if Morrison or Phillips are available, but I don't think either of them would start straight away. Were. Yeah, they would be on the bench. Mm-hmm. So starting lineup, I don't. Because they've got to look at the next next twelve or thirteen, not the next one, exactly, right? Because you yeah. don't want to lose them for another four or five weeks. I think the back five picks itself. Mm-hmm. It's the same back five that that played against Villa. Um, I think, I mean, obviously Holgate and Gibbs do a bit of running, but I think they would be okay to play. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether they've got enough firepower to, 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 get, to go through QPR. I mean, obviously the 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 reverse fixture in the start of the season was 7-1. Yes. And who knows how, how that will affect... And they the turned it around pretty quickly, QPR, didn't QPR they? QPR team. I mean, yeah, they went on a fantastic run. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, used, they were... Hull City, yes, they were Bristol Mark City too, before yeah. Hull City yes, were yeah, Bristol. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they were. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, they were the form team at one stage, but now now they've dropped off again, and they're actually getting sucked into a bit of a relegation. Danger men for them, would you say, on the on the day, on the night? Um, oh, you're asking me a question because I've not done any of my oh, okay, research okay. yet. I'm about to write the preview. Um, they, McLaren's I, done well. Though, McLaren, bought, fair, McLaren bought a couple of players in the. I can't remember who the, a couple of strikers who turned their fortune around after that seven-one. I can't remember who they were now. Um, I mean, because they were they were they were looking really good at one point. Uh, they were, yeah. Uh, they, they, were, they were obviously they've lost. I faded think away. They faded away. Yeah. So Naki Wells is is, is, is Naki Wells is the one that he bought, Luke wasn't Freeman, he? Freeman, but um, who Wells Smith. was the one that he bought who who helped change their fortunes. Mm. But like I said, I've not done change it around. I mean, they spread it around. Looks like goals wise, absolutely. I mean, they got they got three on six goals. Matt Smith. Um, oh God, I can't even pronounce that. Powell Westlock. Um, Freeman and Smith, but I mean, there's some there's some decent players there, isn't there? They've got the, they, what I'm saying is their defence. Well, they when they were on that run, it was their defence that mm-hmm. was that was doing the business. They their back four was not conceding any goals. Yeah, 
Um, obviously, they've stuck conceding a little bit more now. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But I, look, it's not going to be a gimme. Mm-hmm. But I think Albion have proven against Stoke and Villa mm-hmm. that teams low on confidence away from home, they can win. So they just need to keep it up. They need to keep it up. And you know, the whole key of this league is consistency. Yeah. So they, they just need to keep going. Get another, get another win, another away win, because this hope this should be this they they will be favourites, and this should be right in their wheelhouse at the moment. So hopefully they can uh, they can do it. Right, prediction time, Matt Wilson. I'll go first. I think it's going to be a difficult night for some reason, but then I, I thought that, that I thought that Villa might be difficult as well. I'm going to say it is going to be Queens Park Rangers one, West Bromwich Albion one. Oh, you think a draw? I think a draw. Okay. I'll go with what I said earlier. 2-1 two, two, win? Yeah, 2-1 to Albion. I think I think they'll just squeeze over the line. I'm hoping. I mean, that might be the optimist in me because, like you said, if you want to make this dash mm. for the top two, mm. you know, the, the Saturday's win was actually very important in the promotion race because Sheffield United, Norwich and Middlesbrough all won. Yeah. They had to win that yes. game. Otherwise, they would have lost ground on yeah. all three of those. Yeah. Leeds don't play until next weekend, mm-hmm. until the weekend, I don't think. So, um, look, they, they, this is their game in hand, as it were. And where are they? They're four points off the top two. So four points off the top two. If they win this game in hand, all of a sudden they're one point off the top two. Just looks a lot Just looks, just looks a lot better. Looks You'd great. rather have points on the board than Absolutely. games in hand. Absolutely. So it just looks a lot better. So uh, How are you getting down there? I don't know yet. I'm going to have to... Hopefully I've got parking on Oh, fingers crossed, yeah. It's not great either, is it, Loftus Road? Um, do you know what? Parking I think wise. I've only been there as a fan. Oh, really? I think you've got a bit, of a, a bit of a walk. Oh, great. A bit of a walk. Matt will be at Loftus Road tomorrow. Fingers crossed three points from Matt, from myself. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.